Blog Talk Radio. Pleasant good afternoon, one and all. Pleasant good afternoon. It's a sunny day in downtown Charlotte, Amali, and throughout the Virgin Islands. We wish you could be here to join us Join us with it. Nevertheless, we're on the air, and we're happy to share with you today another edition of Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson. Now, today's topic is part of the series we've been doing, we just started doing about two weeks ago, about learning about our contemporaries. There are lots of Virgin Islanders who are doing wonderful things, great things in the Virgin Islands, and most of us tend to stay quiet and private. But we need to shine some light on them every once in a while, and today we're going to do that. And the person I'm going to shine the spotlight on is Dr. Maxine Nunez. Now, this is a shock and a surprise to her because I didn't tell her about it until about a couple hours before the show started. So we want to say hello and good morning to Dr. Nunez. Good morning, Dr. Nunez. Morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. And thank you for being such a good sport of coming to the forefront at this such short notice. I do oh, appreciate it. Oh, that's okay. It's happened to me before. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, then. Oh, yes. But I thank, okay. you for, I thank you for thinking about, um, about me and... Um, Feeling confident that if you call me at the last minute, it would still be okay. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's a Virgin Islands and that's, Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, stand by, please. We have to say hello to Dr. Leonard Richardson. Dr. Richardson, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Gibbs, Mr. Etienne, and good morning also to Dr. Maxine Nunes, the trailblazer, the avant-garde person, <laughs> the one who wow. does what no one else really would yes. have the courage or seeming yes. fortitude to exactly. do, <laughs> done correctly. Well, good morning, good afternoon to you. Um, yes. Good afternoon. It's really passing well, Thank you for putting all yeah. those uh, words together so nicely. <laughs> You're most welcome. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show, I can tell. And the reason why it's such fun it is. is because we all know each other. We're all contemporaries, and that's the whole purpose of the show. Why well, wait we have until... so many things in common. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're our neighbors mm-hmm. one way or another, depending on what side of the hill you're looking at. Maxine, you're that's in the Garden true. Street area, and I'm on the top right. of the hill, and Leonard is at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> We're all in the same area, basically. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Well, Dr. Nunez, thank you for allowing me to put you on the spotlight, and I think it's time we at least talk about who you are and what you have done. I know you've been a nurse at uh, UVI. Well, no, you haven't been a nurse. You've been an instructor, a professor there in nursing, a professor of nursing Mm -hmm. at UVI. So we're going to go back a little bit, and let's talk about how did you become a nurse? What, what, What encouraged you to become a nurse in the first place? Oh, an interesting one. Um, you're making me think <laughs> way back. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Um, taking me way back, and actually back in the 60s, you know, and uh, I am a graduate of St. Peter and Paul um, School. As I, well, I and, was. Yes, and um, you remember that the nuns always uh, try to get us to think about college and to think yes. about what we wanted to do with our lives, even back in yes. those days when uh, a much smaller percent of students went off to college than exactly. uh, is the case uh, today or, or was the case just um, a decade or so after that. So, you know, it got me thinking. My sister went ahead of me, uh, that's Marva, mm-hmm. and um, she went into nursing. So. I I can't say that I followed her into nursing, but you know it it was there as a as a reminder that yes. that was a career. Uh, it was a profession. I think what um, attracted me to nursing is that I was interested in a, 
uh, health-oriented um, profession. I wanted to do yes. something in a helping um, profession. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I admire so much uh, my mother, uh, Mrs. Teresita Nunez, um, mm-hmm. so she, you know, was, you talk about avant-garde, she was truly avant-garde yes. in the area of education and teaching, and yes. there are a number of Virgin Islanders who could give testimony yes. to that. So, some way, you know, the God, God directs you, guides you, I was able to combine uh, both um, teaching, I guess, partly out of admiration for the work that my mother had done, yes. and uh, nursing, which is a helping profession. And I think it would I would be remiss if I if I didn't mention that um, you know areas for career were much more defined narrowly um, yes. back then than it is today. You know, so there were only relatively few um, professions that you know women actually yes. um, participated, actually pursued. Um, but, you know, I have no, um, personal really regret for, um, doing the work that I have done. And I have told my students many, many times that, you know, you have to love what you're doing so that you can do it well and that you can remain in it, um, for the length of years that I remained. Um, working at the University of the Virgin Islands. Initially, when I got there, it was the College of the Virgin Islands. Oh, we remember and there those days. So many, you remember those days? Yeah, and I remember you, those days. Yes, yeah, yes. remember those? So, um, you know, and, and I remember so many students um, coming through, at that time, the Division of Nursing Education, um, and today now it's called the School of Nursing, but it's the same. Um, Same place, Um, and, you know, it's been my privilege and pleasure to have have met and tutored uh, and guided uh, so many of our now registered nurses here and abroad. Yes. Well, there's one student who made, to whom you made an impact, and she wrote about you in her book. I'll get back to that Uh, in a few minutes. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yes, I'm saving that. (laughs) <laughs> you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back on her. I'll, I'll let you know her name, Shirley Lorraine Franks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wrote a book called A Foreign Nurse's Guide to America, and you were the one who was her inspiration in more ways than one. But before oh, we get into the book, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's turn to Dr. Richardson, who has some more of the story behind the works. Dr. Richardson, what can you share with us about Dr. Nunez, please? Well, once again, good afternoon to both you and Dr. Nunez. What else, can I, what else can I share? The question yes. really is more pointedly put by saying how much more, not what else. <laughs> As I reflect <laughs> upon more? the days at St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic yes. High School, yes. Dr. Nunez was ahead of me. She was in that marvelously brilliant class wow. of none other than Alfonso <laughs> Christian, Jr., And Mr. Daniel. Yes. Well, you may call Uh him Judy, yes. Okay, Alfonso Christian Jr., (laughs) the brother of Delano and also the brother of Cora and the brother of Barbara, now the East Coast. But I would like to go back even a bit further, particularly to the fact that Dr. Nunes not only mastered herself well in the art of the healing science, nursing as people would call it, and she actually had some forerunners. She mentioned her mother, Mrs. Teresita Nunes, who lived at the time just a couple of steps below where a good buddy of mine by the name of Alman James, people know him as Lenny oh, yes. James, lived down that yeah. alley. Oh, Lenny? And yes, yes, and yes, yes. Lenny? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And directly across from her, none other than the lady after whom many people would have to pursue and give gratitude for being in this world. That person would be oh, Ms. Other. Ford. Mrs. Ford, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, Jenny Ford. Ford. So yeah, you got right. it right. Mrs. 
Mrs. Mm-hmm. Eugenie Tranberg Ford. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, when I stop and I reflect, I remember well because the thing is, we were not my class, but the classes before us. We were accustomed of having the yearbook called Crozier, and it that was Crozier, under exactly. Dr. Maxine Perseverance and pointed direction that it was then changed from Crozier to Dr. Nunes. It was changed from Crozier to Papalian. Papalian, yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh um, yes, of course. I well, I do recall that it uh, was called the Crozier because it was it was uh, at the same time that we got our very first bishop. That is correct. And you know bishop what Edward he carries Harper. is the Crozier. Yes, yes. That's right. So, the staff. Yes. So it was yes. in recognition of him and the fact that we uh, had our first bishop. I think it was Bishop Harper. Edward Harper. Yes. Exactly. Yep, and I do remember um, my classmates. Yeah, you've named a couple. There were about mm-hmm. 32, 33 of us in the class. That oh, was wow. a typical size. Yes. Yeah, but that was a typical also... size for, um, right. you know, for, for St. Peter and Paul at the time. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you also, you were the valedictorian of the class. You delivered the wow. Oh, that's true. You're really going back. That is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Valedictorian enough. mean you 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 say a speech and it's supposed to be a goodbye speech you know yes, yes, and then yes, the valedictorian comes along and it's a you know hello speech or you know yes, whatever um yep yeah so that's it, true it, it, um I, and I remember with you know fondness great fondness my high school years um yes. we had a wonderful time I think you know um. Our instruction, I think, was, you know, well above par. Um, oh, yeah. We, we learned more than what was in the textbooks. We learned Beyond. a lot about, um, you know, just being good human beings. Correct. Um, we learned about uh, fellowship, and we most certainly at the top of the list, we learned about reverencing our, um, our Lord. And, That's correct. Um, you know, walking uh, uprightly, giving praise and glory. So, you know, these things when you're a youngster don't mesh necessarily well in your mind as to how this is going to matter. And as we get older, we see what privilege it was to have that kind of foundation. It, It served us well and continues to carry us through life. And I'm eternally grateful for what uh, what was offered me as a student at St. Peter and Paul. So I say hip hip hooray for um, for my my education there, um, indeed. And we say praise the Lord because mm-hmm. when one when one considers, I would like to just extend a bit the genetic pool from which you came served you well. For example. Your aunt, Mrs. Rosalia Douglas, was also at the Abraham, then Abraham Lincoln School. And many persons can recall her contribution, not just in the area of academics, but also in the area of the cultural contribution, the Maypole, Mm -hmm. the festive occasion. And let us make a quantum leap. Even beyond that, I remember well some of our teachers at St. Peter and Paul most notably among them, none other than Sister Jude, who was our elder Oh, yes. <laughs> Sister Jude made a comment one day. She, Well, of course, I was always, I guess, in her views, verbose, and she would have us read the Reader's Digest, which uh-huh. was part of the publication, and there was a yes. vocabulary section in there, and mm. I guess she felt that she had the corner on the vocabulary, so... We would go through the readings and all of that, and whenever she raised a question or she said something, I would have a commentary, and she made this comment, oh, that's Mr. Richardson. You put a nickel in, and you get a quarter's worth. And, uh, oh. it was, that yes, was a compliment. You have, you have to accept it. Course. That was a compliment. Oh, in the highest Mr. Order. Jude's compliment. Mr. Yes. Jude's comment of the highest order, of course. And interestingly enough, 
You may remember also once you were finished with your nursing in terms of your formal training and education, you came to Baltimore. I was then a student at the Morgan State University. I was also teaching and then to the Johns Hopkins University. Right yeah, well, there, you know, uh, you have no secrets hospital. around you, apparently. You know it all. <laughs> uh, let me just make a comment about Sister Jude. You know, Sister Jude also taught us um, Spanish. You, you don't yes, remember. She but she, um, I remember her as my Spanish teacher, and I also remember her as my trigonometry teacher. Oh, Trig, you had Trig with her. I had geometry she, I see. I think she's the one who taught us Trig as well. And now yes. we're up in Baltimore. Yes, indeed. That's when I was a student at Johns Hopkins uh, School yes, of Public Health. Right. That is mm-hmm. correct. And we mm-hmm. had, at that time, the Virgin Islands group of students from Morgan and then from the surrounding area of mm-hmm. the Washington, D.C. And we would party and have a good time, so we blended well. We worked together, <laughs> we prayed together, and we played together. together. So it became yes. very, very good setting for us to reminisce about home and coming back and all of that. And mm-hmm. at that time, Betty Watlington was also at Howard working on her oh, master's yes. in, in mm-hmm. social work, she and Richard yes. George, and Henry Leonard, whom you may remember, Tumpy as we called him. Tumpy, Tumpy. was there also. <laughs> Yes, so his mother was a nurse, Mrs. Enid Leonard. Nevertheless, the point I'm making is that we went full circle. We worked together, we played together, we prayed together, and we looked after each other very well. So I'm saying this to Mr. Etienne because he says, yes, "Yes, I'm going to have to say yes, but I want to point out that just as the person who has written about your contribution to her, I have a former student who was also under your tutelage. Her name was Diane and is Diane Ruin. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I taught her in high school. I came uh. back and I taught at the Charlotte Amalia High School for one year. And Diane mm-hmm. was in my senior English class. And, okay. And uh, she yeah, became a nurse and went on to the university and joined mm-hmm. the rest of you, such as Dr. Edith May Ramsey, Dr. Gloria Carlwood, those persons who were down, as I said before, in the art of the healing science of medicine, mm-hmm. the nurses are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Nothing is buried or secret anymore there, Dr. Nunez. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, what you what's buried was treasure, and it needed to be unearthed yes. or unearthed in order for others to appreciate, yes. learn, and understand that, in fact, it is good. Well, that's, and for that's those reason, that follow, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry go to ahead, interrupt you. I just yeah. wanted to say that's the reason why we have changed to this segment of learning from our contemporaries. We Virgin Islanders have done a lot, continue to do a lot, but we remain silent. And like you said, Dr. Richardson, we need to have that come to the forefront to encourage the future generations that they don't have to just sit on the side and say, I have nothing to do, or get into horrible things. There are many role models among us that they can look up to and decide to move on. So, yes, I'm so honored I that uh, at, Dr. Nunez. Yes, I look at it from this perspective. We scaffold. You mm-hmm. reach up to learn, and then you reach yes. back to pull someone else up, yes. as Dr. Exactly. Nunez said when I greeted at first. Uh, yes. I sound as if I were on a high plane of uh, and uh, reach back and pull up. Of course, always. There's always room. Room where? At the top or towards the top. Definitely. So I always say to our students, do not think of anything as being, as I hear the contemporary jargon talking about, think outside the box. There is yes. no box. The only box is your own limitation within the cerebrum and the cerebellum joined by the medulla oblongata, which ascends up into the base of the skull and therefore distributes the knowledge throughout the rest of the body, the knowledge of joy, pain, love, and expression. Subsequently, I find that when we do that and we reach back and we help someone else or we connect, connectivity becomes the language of universality in terms of how we relate one to the other. So, I don't know how that fits, but 
I believe <laughs> it, it does. well. It does. It does. <laughs> I, I most certainly hear you, and there's a bit of your philosophy buried right within those words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, well, well. Well, Doctor, I know you are both doctors, I should say. You're both uh, limited with time. I do understand that. So you're welcome to stay as long as you wish. And when you have to leave, by all means, that's that's free to do. But in the well, meanwhile... I'm still- I'm- Go ahead, Go ahead. I'm, going to, I'm going to stay on if uh, okay. it's all right with you and with sure, Dr. Sure, Luna. Sure. So in case we have any comments or whatever, okay. perfectly well. Very good. Oh, sure. Very good. I, I, um, just, I, I'd stay too, but I just wondered if there were any questions you had of me in terms of, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Or any, if there were any questions, I mean, if there are none, that's fine. But I yes. just wondered if there was anything um, you wanted to explore um i do i do okay i'll tell you in a minute um Mm -hmm. well i may as well go into it right now but before i do that let me just tell our audience our call-in number our number is 347-237-4374 this is Mm -hmm. so unusual for us to have three contemporaries went to school the same school and we know and relax and interact with many of the same people who are our four four bearers in more ways than one. But the number again is three four seven two three seven four three seven four. Give us a call. We'd like to interact with you. Now getting back to answering your question, Dr. Nunez, the one thing I wanted to ask you about was the organization known as ECON, E C H O N. The Caribbean oh, yeah. the Eastern Caribbean Health Outcomes Research Network. Oh, that's a mouthful. Right. Tell, tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved with it, please. Yes, and uh, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Um, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad that you, you've introduced it. So, yes, you you said it correctly, and it is a, a research effort that's underway here in the Eastern Caribbean. And yes. it came about because of a... Um, a research grant that was funded by the National Institute on Minority Health and uh-huh. Health Disparities, which is yes. which, which is an arm of the National Institute of Health, known as NIH. Yes. And actually, the um, overall PI, principal investigator, that signals who, who is a person, um, you know, ultimately directing the effort. That would be Dr. Marcella Nunez-Smith, my daughter, and she is now an associate professor at the School of Medicine at Yale University um, School of Medicine. And so she was successful in writing this grant, and she, you know, remembered her roots and included the U.S. Virgin Islands in the uh, grant submission along Uh with Puerto Rico, Barbados, and Trinidad. So Uh we are conducting a longitudinal cohort study, and we do have a web presence, uh, just www.aircorn.org. Very easy. So if anybody really wants more detail, there is a web presence where you can find the details. So the study, as I said, is a longitudinal study, which means it, it would progress over a number of years. Our funding was for five years which came to an end in May of 2016, but we get to continue for an additional year um, in something that we call no-cost extension, which simply means that the money that you had left over, that you hadn't spent, instead of the uh, funding organization taking it back, they say you spend down to zero. So we have a year to spend down to zero. We have already spent down to zero. But but fortunate for us, before I move on, though, I just want to say this study is looking at uh, non-communicable chronic diseases in our population uh-huh. because uh-huh. they are we have such high uh, incidence of the disease. So we're talking yes. about diabetes and hypertension, heart sure. disease, um, cancer. And so, you know, we we want to get a hold on what might be some explanatory reasons why this exists. So yes. this, this study does look at um, a very uh, fairly extensive um, survey questionnaire where a lot of information is asked about lifestyle and habits and, and family history uh, vis-a-vis um, disease and illness. 
as well as we do um, physiological, we collect as physiological data. So we take blood and we run um, tests on them, a lab test. And so that information is entered into our database. And, of course, we give the results to our study participants. If there's anything alarming, we let them know so that they can see a physician. Um, and then we also collect what we call biobanking. We also do what is called biobanking, whereby uh, wherein we collect blood and then we store it um, oh. indefinitely for later genetic testing and um, examination to see where the genetic links might be in this specific population which is the population of the Eastern Caribbean, and we recognize the, the free-flowing migration and the genetic interplay among the people um, in, this, um, in this population. So the good story is that ECORN is not, has not ended, even though the funding okay. formally for ECORN ended, because um, Dr. Nunes Smith again submitted another um, application, grant application, to NIMHD for something called uh, the Yale um, Transdisciplinary um, uh, Cooperative Center, Cooperative Center, uh, or the Yale TCC, and in precision medicine. So basically, what that means is that we're going to continue to do more work in uh, quote-unquote minority populations okay. with a focus looking at precision medicine, which is, you know, you want to find out why, or you want to find out in more detail what works well in terms of treatment, your medications, uh -huh. for example, um, protocols for these individuals, because the research studies that have been done to identify, for example, what drug works best for hypertension mm -hmm. um, were done on a population different from ours. So this would, would really open the arena to study what medications would work best within this population or what treatment plan would work best. Sure. And so this is where genetics again comes in. Um, so we we are able to continue our work because built into that grant, which goes beyond ECHORN, um, is still funding to continue to collect data for um, for ex collect data through ECHORN. And we'll be doing some other things too. We'll be getting other kinds of data, but the whole idea is. Our population has been under-investigated, um, and we know that. Uh, the majority population in the United States uh, has been the basis for research examination, whether you're testing mm -hmm. uh, protocol A or protocol B for a um, certain condition. And we know um, that some drugs might work well within some population, but then you try to use it within another population, you don't get the same uh, mm -hmm. efficacy and the same promising results. So that's a, um, a nutshell, basically. But wow. we, are, we now have this grant, which has been funded for another five years, and um, we are very happy and we're, we're thankful that um, we were able to compete. Uh, there are five such um, grants that were awarded to centers around the country. And uh, Yale, where we are affiliated, um, is one of them, uh, and there are four other sites across the country. And I don't even want to, I'm trying to remember what where they are. One is at Vanderbilt, uh -huh. one is at Northwestern, uh, I think one is at Stanford, and um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I'm missing maybe one, I'm not sure. Well, that's okay. I would say, but but there, that's you know, okay. just there, there are five sure. sites. Oh, um, no, I'm not sure. So there are five sites all together, and, okay. and certainly we are glad to be one of the five mm. um, that's included. Well, so, 
this work Excuse this me. work is going to continue, and this is really now my um, post retirement work because you know okay. I retired yes. in yes. Um, the end of ni- of 2015. Mm-hmm. So this is my post retirement work. So this is what I'm continuing <laughs> to do. Um, uh. You know, and you know, and, and also I'm get involved at the university and other things. Um, sure. But you know, while you're retired, you you have a lot more flexibility and say so um, exactly. governing your schedule. Yeah. So I just I, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because if you hadn't, I was going to uh, <laughs> okay. mention that as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So well. Um, go yes, ahead. I may, may may I make an incision here? Uh, sure. One of the interesting things is that it surprises me not that under the able body mental leadership of Dr. Marcella Nunes Smith, your daughter, that we were <laughs> successful and to be included, particularly as we well know that the population, even when we look at the experimental or the control group, we know that in fact the population that is majority population is the one upon whom many of the studies are done. And then when mm-hmm. we micro down even to us here in the Caribbean under the auspices of the other persons, meaning the minority group as they would like to refer to us as, which is a misnomer. But nevertheless, the point is I reference primarily as a good segue for me some of the illnesses, non-communicable, for example, diabetes, as you mentioned, Dr. Nunes, and I use this as a segue to say I am now visually challenged because Mm -hmm. of diabetes, and I am having some work done, but the point is it shows clearly what treatments are best suited for us as a people, Mm -hmm. and particularly here in the Caribbean where glaucoma becomes also very very well pronounced and cataracts with the sunlight and all of that. Yes. But more important, I want to reference something Dr. Nunes did not mention, and I'm only going to mention it only to show the continuity. <laughs> Dr. Nunes and I shared a very brief moment on the board of Catholic Education mm-hmm. when Dr. Nunes, yes, was on the board and her daughter was a student at St. Peter and Paul. We were on wow. the board of education and at that time, you know, it became, I guess, to the other people, surprising to see that people who are not of the other persuasion in terms of ethnicity would be able to sit on a board with a kind of command, including Dr. Deverita Carty, who is Sturtevant now. Yes, I do remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And uh, mm-hmm. again, I say it, it is so good. I mean, it was such a, a wonderful time, short-lived as it was. But nevertheless, and congratulations mm-hmm. to your daughter, Marcella. Oh, yes. thanks. Right, thanks. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I do. So I, uh, that's true. Um, and <laughs> I spent some time on the board, and then I was not on the board, and then I was I was back, and I was asked back on the board. So I do yes. recall. Yeah, do recall. You know, at the time, um, probably not initially, but subsequently, you know, enrollment has became a problem, and yes. so there was a number of immediate, urgent uh, matters to discuss to see what could be done to continue to offer a solid um, Catholic education at the yes. school. Right. And then and I would like to say personally to you, Dr. Nunes, thank you so very much because... Personally, I was taking some courses at the university, not for the degree. I was merely taking them for my own edification. And mm-hmm. I went to Dr. Emery Caron, as a matter of fact, oh, yes, the yes. charge mm-hmm. of the evening and continuing. And I said right. to him, I would like to take these courses. He said, well, you know, you can only take six, co- uh, six credits. I said, six? I said I feel confident and competent <laughs> to take more than just two classes. So he said, well, you have to go to the dean of the college or university, who is Dr. Nunes. I said, very well. So <laughs> I just prepared myself and put on the full armor of God mm-hmm. and went and spoke with Maxine. Mm-hmm. And she approved that I could take yeah. nine credit hours of graduate wow. work, not six. 
and taking nine was unheard of. You are only permitted to take six, but Dr. Nunes permitted me to take the extra three. So I was finished in, I think it was, just the two semesters, and that was the end of that. Other people would have to do two semesters for <laughs> summer, but I did not, you know. Oh, <laughs> so thank you once again, Dr. Nunes. Oh, you're welcome. You remember those days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I was academic dean at the university, my yes, let me tell right. you, those are some busy days. There was always oh, something, sure. always something popping here and there. Yep. Not a dull yes. moment. Uh, you could say Not that again. Yep. Okay. Well, gentlemen. Well, um, before you go, I guess before I, let me just let yes. me just mention one little thing. I just give you about a minute or two, and then uh, you know you'll be free to go. But I want to okay. let you know that this young lady that I'm talking about, Ms. Oh yes, you did Shirley mention that the top of the program. Franks, yes. Yes. She said she graduated cum laude from the nursing program at uh, UVI here in St. Thomas. But she wants yes. to give thanks to Dr. Maxine Nunes, registered nurse, PhD, of the nursing program at that time. Now here I'm reading from her. Uh, preface of her book and she says basically Dr. Nunes is a native of St. Thomas and was her mentor she guided me from the start of the program to finish she was very shrewd but kind (laughs) in the meanwhile I tested out and successfully passed anatomy and physiology as a biology lover it was a great it was not a great but I think that Dr. Nunes had confidence in me I successfully passed and obtained eight credits that were applied to the nursing program. I was given a two-year plot, and I followed it. I took 18.5 credits each semester and nine credits during the summer. I started the nursing program in August 1981 and graduated May 1983. And she goes on and on and on. But I want you to be aware of that. The full prefix of her book refers to you, Dr. Nunez. And I think that says a lot about what you have done, the impact you have made on this young lady. And the first couple of pages of her book is about you, <laughs> although she talks oh, well, about being a nurse. <laughs> that's so hard. Um, um, it, it was my pleasure, you know. You, yes. we, we're put there for a purpose, and I think our yes. purpose is to help our fellow man. Exactly. Um, you know, essentially, I mean, we, we, we have to work with people. We shouldn't be sure. working against one another. Sure. We should be working with one another. With Exactly. We each can bring something to a measure to the table, and we should regard yes. and respect that. So um, bless her heart, and I'm glad that she's <laughs> been successful and she's been able to yes. um, put this, uh, you know, put this book out and and um, yes. show sh- show her ability and her skill to be able yes. to um, actually pen this book. So yes. it's really much, much, much to her credit. Yes. Well, yep. you know, I, excuse me, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I did not she read the not, book, she, but just to listen to what was said in terms of the preface, just those brief moments, we also realize that exponentially the knowledge is increased, not merely arithmetically, but exponentially, because as one teaches one, that one will teach two, and two yes. may teach four. And so yes. it exponentially yes. increases, yes. and therefore it goes way beyond our wildest imagination. Yeah, and that's again, true. it shows, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's true. Yes. Yep. My, um, my, you know, it's very interesting. My, my, uh, I just want to mention... Um, mm-hmm. My my doctor today was mentioned that I was at John Hopkins. I went to School of Public Health. So my That's doctorate right. actually is a doctorate in public health. Um, and the, dis- the, 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 the distinction between that and a PhD is very simply this. Schools of Public Health award a doctorate of public health. The School of Arts and Sciences, for example, uh, what we used to call the Homewood Campus, they confer a Ph.D. But the, cur- uh-huh. the requirements are um, basically the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't even mention that because um, there, 
there are many, many more people, of course, who are familiar with the Ph.D. as the terminal degree, uh-huh. um, but there's also um, the EDD, which is the Doctor of Education, that is um, the Doctorate of Public Health, um, and there are other um, doctorates as well. Um, but, you know, those those are the ones that probably are um, most numerous, at, at least used to be. Um, now we have a whole other slew of um, of doctorates. But I I just mentioned that <laughs> mentioned that as a as a um, this is a point of information uh, yes. because you don't know how many times people say um, PhD, which is fine, but just for accuracy's sake, it's a, a doctorate of public health. And since my good friend mentioned how we were together up in Baltimore at the School of Public Health, um, when I was at the School of Public Health and he was right. at Morgan State, I just, you know, uh, just in passing, I, I mentioned that. But of course. You but, know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good, good clarification or differentiation because even Dr. Rita Dudley Grant also, mm-hmm. uh, we had a, a slight discussion one time and he said, you know, it's interesting that people tend to lump all of these things together when, in fact, there are distinctions, and one should not confuse. But here's what I'm getting ready to say, and I know it should not affect Etienne or you, Dr. Nunes, but mm-hmm. nowadays these so-called, and I'm using it tongue-in-cheek, so-called doctors that we are now getting who are coming through, who are taking their degrees online, and I have nothing to oh, do with yes. technology. Yes. They are taking these things online, but with very little opportunity to sit down with their yes. peers and interact yes. and really get to the kernel of whatever it is they're studying. And for example, I'm saying this because my PhD is in psychoneurolinguistics, and uh, the other is and I have a doctorate also in education from the Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New York. And it's interesting when I sit with some persons, and Etienne and I have talked about this, and we see what is happening, and people would say, where are you from? And I would say, I'm from St. Thomas, United States Virgin Islands. They'd say, oh, oh, that explains it. And my retort would be, <laughs> explains what? What, what yeah. do you mean? You know, yes. It's kind of you know, mm. like, but you're absolutely correct. There are so many of them, as my grandparents would say, they almost a dime a dozen now, these doctors yes. they take them online and whatever, and whatever. And you can tell that there is a difference when you interact with them. You get an opportunity to sit and talk with them. Uh, the in-depthness seemingly is not there, and I use seemingly advisedly because it's just not there. You know, and then you say, oh, you're a doctor, but then you can do this, you can do that. No, 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 it's not the same. You have to specify the discipline and the training so that we get clear lines of demarcation, of understanding what sits where and what works when and how, and for whom, under what condition. Fantastic. Dr. Nunez, I want to thank you ever so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today, especially since it was so short notice. But nevertheless, yeah, but I'm, so happy, I'm happy to have spent part of my Saturday afternoon with you two gentlemen. Oh, and thank you. I, it's an honor. I, I thank you very much, yes. and I, I wish you continued success. Thank you. Um, thank with you. this endeavor, it certainly is um, is novel. I think you probably have the only blog radio, if that's the right yes. reference, in the Virgin yes. Islands, correct? Yes, yes. I, I mean, well, this they, is... They may, excuse me. There may be others, but I'm the only one doing what I'm doing right now about our culture and our education. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, and you're taking full advantage of the technology. So good oh, luck sure, to you both. <laughs> Thank you. you. Know, God bless. And I Thank wish you, you all continued um, success and happiness sure. in doing what you're doing. Oh, yes. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Doctor. Thank you're you. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. All right. We'll take talk to you up. soon. All right. Bye bye. Have a blessed day. Okay. Take it. Bye-bye. okay. Yes. Have a, I, I have take a it. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Okay. Take it. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you again. Okay. Well, Dr. Richardson, wow, wow, wow. We got a chance to 
reminisce, but at the same time educate our audience. Wow, wow, wow. Any oh, yeah. other comments I, you have um, you you want to make about the working with or at the university while Dr. Nunez was there? Well, the interesting thing is that, as I said before, uh, to see her, you know, there's a song that says to know the person is to love the person. Yes. To see her, one will not get the impression that much is going to be done, but to uh-huh. work with her, one yes. realizes that yes. great things happen and much is, in fact, yes. done. Yes. And, you know, again, yes. going back to the genetics, you know, her mother, Mrs. Teresita Nunes' teacher, and then Maxine, and yes. then Maxine's daughter. So it went yes. from grandmother wow. to mother to daughter. And so yes. the beat continues and the, the beat continues. moves on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Now, I never got a chance to really get to know uh, Dr. Nunes because while you two were in high school at St. Peter and Paul, my mom sent me away to high school in New York. So I missed out on the continuation of of St. Peter and Paul. But it was an Mm -hmm. excellent foundation, education. My mother really struggled to get me in there. She wanted me to enter from first grade, but it was so full that there were no vacancies until I got into the third grade, finally got into third grade. And then you mean my, at St. Peter and Paul? St. Peter and Paul, yes. And then my oh, mother got because I remember, I remember you telling me you were attending Miss Boyne's private school. Yes, yes, because mm-hmm. I couldn't get into uh, St. Peter and Paul until third grade. And then when I got oh. into seventh grade, I couldn't get into the eighth grade because they didn't have enough seats in the eighth grade. There were about mm-hmm. 35 of us. And they only had 33 seats, so two of us kept back. Mm-hmm. I was one included. So at that point, my mom said, you know, enough is enough. Going up to New York. And I've always wanted to get out of town and go up to the state, but I didn't know I was going to be pushed out like that <laughs> so, so abruptly. I can't, I can't say I regret it because it was a wonderful opportunity for me to learn a lot more and, and see a lot more <clears throat> resources than I could have in St. Thomas. One of the things we did well, was... We did a lot of the interesting uh, thing is, yes, well, we would not have met necessarily at that point because I did not attend St. Peter and Paul Grammar School. I attended St. Peter and Paul from the high school level. And the reason is I knew all along, I did well in all my studies and uh, schooling, but I knew well there were other levels and higher levels to which I was aspiring but yes. I also realized I could not attain or achieve, if you will, those levels in the public school system. And so mm-hmm. I said to my parents that I wanted to go to St. Peter and Paul, to the Catholic school. And mm-hmm. the reason I said that was, if you are a male, at least back in the day, and you were doing well academically, and you spoke well, and you studied well, and da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. they call you everything but the child of God. And so, you know, being in the scouts and doing a number of things that were not considered things that the average uh, black yes. child did, you know, music, education, in terms of playing the piano and the clarinet and all, and which I did, you, I needed a different kind of environment, and the Catholic school afforded and accorded me that opportunity. And then I went yes. to the Catholic school, and there I was able to blossom even more fully. So oh, yeah. I'm just saying that in terms of... I understand exactly how that worked yes. out, and a smaller population in terms of at Saint Peter and Paul, as opposed to the hundreds at the Shaw Amalia High School. Oh yeah, oh yes. Yeah. And you had, to, you had to compete with all the other things. Oh which yeah. I was not interested in, but nevertheless. Yes. My mother, in her wisdom, saw the advantages of going to Saint Peter and Paul, and she really struggled to get me in there every year, oh. first grade, no. Second grade, no. And then finally, after banging on the door so many times, they finally found room. I guess either they had the room or they got sick and tired of having my mom banging on the door. But I got admitted until I got up to the eighth grade. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, this well, was, was a wonderful good. show. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say that's pretty much the same kind of situation in terms of with Homer, too, because Homer left since we were in Paul yes. at completion of the eighth grade and went on to yes. the mainland. Yeah. Yes, it opens all kinds of doors, yes. I was impressed in New York City that we went on field trips just about every week. Now, I thought all schools did that, but but that wasn't the case. 
I was introduced to the um, Rockefeller Center. I went to the, um, oh, I can't even begin to tell you all the places I went to. That's over 50 years ago, or more, no, 40 years ago. And then we went to Rockettes. We saw the Rockettes. We went to Symphony Orchestras. That's, we a, radio, that's a Radio City Hall radio, where the Rockettes radio, appeared. Yes, exactly. Radio exactly. City Hall. Yes, yes, right at the Rockefeller Center area. And we went around the place, and I was impressed. Then on top of that, I was involved with track and field, and that was wonderful. I I excelled in in track and field. Even had a uh, made a record, not a a, a academic, not academic, athletic record. I broke a record for the school in the one hundred yard dash. What special? One hundred. One hundred yard dash. Yes, I was a dash. Okay. Yeah. We even 100 went to, uh, yards, you said, right? 100 yards, yes, 100 yards. Okay, dash, you yeah. didn't do the meters, 100 meter dash? Well, every once in a while, conversion, it depended on the what conversion program from what competition the metric, The conversion from the metric system to, the, or from the English system to the metric system, they stopped using yards and then everything became meters. And the difference between the meter and the yard is 9.9 more yards than yes. the 100 yards when you yes. run the 100 meters, yes. Yes. I ran track too. Well, we had both. We had both at that time. Uh-huh. Not everybody had con- completely converted. So, depending on what program we were in, what competition we were in, sometimes it was the meter, sometimes it was the English measure, the yards. But um, it was good because it got exposure to that track and field. I never would have known that I was good at running if I had not applied there and not been exposed to that. So it's amazing. Coming out of St. Thomas, how we could expand our wings and soar, soar as high as we want to, if we want to. And that's where it starts. Doc, anything else you have on the on, on, on your on your thoughts? You mean in reference to the discussion with Dr. Nunes? Any yes, anything at all. Sure. Doctor Nunes or anything else. Mm, except to say that there's a certain comfortableness with a small community, although it may lead if one is not careful to uh, exclusivity in terms of non-inclusivity, meaning that if we are not included in a study, whether or not it's a study on the mainland or a study here in the Caribbean, the expansion and inclusion lends itself to a greater understanding of why things are the way Mm -hmm. they are and we need to have more of our people included, not only in terms of the subjects, whether in the experimental group or the control group, but also in terms of doing the experimenting yes. so that, in fact, we are always careful or be more careful that the results are not skewed negatively yes. to impact the, the minority population, because we have seen enough of that and we, yes. we have experienced uh, that in, you know, great amounts over the past years. And even now, as we look at the opening of Cuba in terms of yes. pass, the passing of Fidel came at the tail end of the opening now of Cuba, the restoration. But yes. still there are persons in Miami and Florida and those areas who are just, so happy that he has passed and that, in fact, there can be the hope, you know, uh, mm-hmm. boy or whatever. But the point yes. is, I said that because, as Dr. Musen mentioned, the Caribbean, I don't know how far and how wide the studies, but her daughter, Marcella, being at Yale, and Marcella was a carnival queen contestant at one time. Uh, oh, really? Interesting to, oh, yes. It's interesting wow. to note you know, the wide circles of accomplishments that we have had in terms of yes. coming from good old small St. Thomas, three Saint miles Thomas. wide. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know. exactly. And then the other thing is, when we look at the population density, we all came from pretty much around the same area. Yes, exactly. Street, long, fat okay. area, you know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm at the top of the hill. hill. You know. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm on the top of the yeah. hill, and you, both you and Dr. Nunes are on the other side of the hill. <laughs> That's Garden correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, long grass, yeah. Uh-huh. 
I remember very well going passing her house many times looking for mangoes, and if I found a mango tree, I would just climb it and eat it. <laughs> oh, the tree of the mango. <laughs> the mango. <laughs> well, or the or the tamarind. I know. The, I just I know. It. I know, Doc. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. You caught me off guard, as usual. <laughs> well. So how are things going for you otherwise? Anyway, all right with the program. So, so we're still yes, on, aren't yes, we? Yes, we're still, we're on, still the on. Yes, right now. Yes, yes, good. Yes. I just good. want to wrap things up right now and let the. Uh, good. Go ahead. I'm gonna throw this out to you. Your good friend at your school, the the Alternative Academy. He uh-huh. did Academy. I would like to Edith have him as guest. Alternative Edith Academy. Williams. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Yes. I'd like to have him as a guest next week. Oh, uh, would you be able to um, see if he's available for me since you'll be there with him on Monday? I'll see. I'll see okay. if he's available. Okay. And he doesn't have to go anywhere. Just get on the phone and call in like we do. But uh, let me know, and then we'll go from there with this, okay? Very well. Very well. So thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you staying with us and your contribution worth $1,000 and more in gold. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? I'm <laughs> got I'm so speechless right now. I don't know what to say. I want to say thank you, Doc. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll wrap things up right now, and we'll meet again next week. And uh, we'll pick it up and go forward from there. So, folks, very well. keep very well. listening. Again, our phone number is let's have you write it down. Write it on, put it on your calendar, put it on your your refrigerator so that you can call in and participate with us next week. Numbers three How four, are seven, our responses going? Two three seven four three seven four. Again, that number is three four seven two three seven four three seven four. Let's take a quick look oh. at the stats and see yes, what we please. have. Sure, uh-huh. turning the page right now. Let's be, take a look. Now we've had since we've been on, we've had three thousand four hundred forty-four listeners. Now I have to break it down even further because it's broken down into segments as to what device they were on. They came to us through the search engine. Some came to us through Firefox. Some came to us on Chrome, a mobile Safari, iTunes, Chrome Mobile. I mean, there's a whole list of ways they came to us. People listen to our show. There are certain shows that are more popular than others to be expected. And let's see what else I have. Of the organic listeners in the last 30 days, we've had 216 listeners, and they're about 15.55% abandonment. What that means, basically, they came to the show, they listened for about 5 or 10 minutes, and they left, but that doesn't tell us if they came back. My suspicion is they wanted to get a sense of what was going on, and then they would come back to the recorded version, but the recorded version doesn't keep the statistics. The statistics are only done on the live participation. So that's kind of where we are right now. But in the time, okay. the year we've been on, 3,447 people listen to us across the internet, across the U.S., across the world. That's fantastic, Doc. Very good. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. wrap things up right now. Thanks again, Doc. We'll go forward, and I want to miss you the best for the holidays, and we'll go forward from there. So you take care now. Yes, very well. And we'll see you next yes, very week. Very well. All right. Thank the you Lord's again. Willing. The Lord's willing. Exactly. Exactly. He's in control. As we said, from our good old Latin, Deo Volente. <laughs> yeah, you remember that, didn't you? Yes, but of course, Deo as a matter of fact, yes. The Latin that I got <laughs> at St. Peter and Paul stood yes. me in good stand. For the yes. other languages which I acquired because exactly. of course the cognates the cognates were there. Yes, exactly. All right, Doc. Take care. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. All the best.
Hey! 